Welcome to Simpac Live, where the rubber meets the road. I'm your host, Jeff Matthews, and today we're going to look at the rise of methanol as an energy carrier. In particular, the role it can play in the decarbonisation of the marine transportation sector. Marine transportation is one of the hardest to abate sectors. It's also one of the largest emitters. In fact, if it was a country, it would be the sixth largest emitter globally. So today we have a special guest, Dr. David Lim. David is Vice President of Application Engineering for E1 Marine and is one of the world's leading experts in methanol to hydrogen production. David has a PhD from Washington University and a master's from Stanford University, and for the last 20 years has been involved in hydrogen production and design. Welcome, David. Thank you very much for coming on Simpac Live. I did a podcast a little bit ago, and uh, it was about the export of hydrogen. And at the very end of it, I said, well, I think uh, a lot of the export uh, hydrogen would be um, sort of uh, constituted into its basic common denominator, or, or the, um, which is green ammonia, and exported as green ammonia. And then I was in Australia, and I had somebody say to me, uh, Jeff, if you, if you talk to David Lim, he's, uh, he's the methanol um, expert, and, and methanol might be the preferred hydrogen carrier. And um, so there's two things I want to talk to you tonight about, about methanol as, as a hydrogen carrier, but also specifically about your, uh, the marine sector and your uh, methanol to hydrogen generators, because they, they seem to me to be game changing. And, um, and I'm sure that's why you're involved. And, and I just would really like to t take the viewers through that and, and sort of those both subjects. And if you intertwine them, we, we can unravel it as we go. Sure. Um, thank you, Jeff. Um, happy to be in your program. Uh, it's very exciting. And this is an exciting time for people like me um, who have been doing uh, methanol hydrogen generation for almost two decades. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we totally um, think that um, uh, methanol probably, would, if it's not the best, it's one of the better hydrogen carriers. Um, because, um, I mean, in particular for us doing in the um, uh, maritime sectors. I mean, um, the maritime industry is, is probably one of the biggest uh, emitter in, in the world. And yeah. uh, it constitutes like 3% of the GHE emission. Uh, and they, I think they are still using heavy oil uh, as the principal fuel, which uh, dumps out, besides CO2, there's like PM, there's knock socks and all kinds of stuff and I mean annually I think uh, there's like uh, gigatons of CO2 equivalent I mean that includes everything yeah. so we think that I mean we've been working on math now along and then we we look into um, finding a low carbon fuel that can you know, produce hydrogen I can go we can talk about why choose low carbon fuel versus others um, um, so methanol, prob um, you know, for my two decades of experience and my colleagues and my bosses, uh, probably is the best candidate. Um, being, uh, it is easy to reform to convert to from the the, the, the source fuel to to hydrogen. It's easy. Yeah. It's like yeah. for us, the temperature is like 340, 100 degrees. If you choose methane, it's 800 to 900 degrees. Yeah. Well, the temperature means a, 
you know, a lot of, many a lot of things, but definitely means money, the capex, your, your, your opex involved. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when you talk about using more energy, that's also, you, you end up have to burn more energy. The energy has to come from somewhere. So, um, uh, methanol probably is the, you know, middle ground, I would say, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Uh, and methanol is easily available uh, most places. I mean, I know in Australia you need to import it, and um, there's a plan in New Zealand. Um, I think it's Methanex. Methanex. So, yeah. So it's it's not a perfect world, but it's uh, available in over globally. It's available in over a hundred ports. Um, uh, China is the biggest producer and, and consumer. Uh, so. Um, but uh, um, David, how much how much of that is sort of green at the moment, and how much is is, is reformed? I, I gather Methanex is out of the gas industry and stuff. Yeah. So mu- it's a bit like hydrogen. I mean, yeah. you know. Right. Uh, fair, fair question. Fair yeah, yeah, fair yeah. It, it's, so, a bit, uh, it's the same thing. Hydrogen. What, what are we producing? I don't know. One or two no, percent at the moment. It's green. all fair. It's all fair. Fair yeah. question. I, I'm happy to talk to you about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Most of the hydrogen we get it comes out from natural gas, so it's yeah. not green yet. I mean, in the future yeah. it will be. So yeah. it will be green via a few processes. One yeah. possibility is from electrolysis, like you yes. uh, in Australia, getting it from the sun, getting electricity, making it from water, and then you know, like they do in Europe. It's, yeah. take, it's going to take some time, and yes. we can talk about all the costs involved because when you have a centralized location to make hydrogen. You need yeah. to storage, you need to have transportation, yeah. and both of which requires energy and cost. Yes. So that's, uh, that's one way to get green hydrogen. Yeah. Another way to get green hydrogen is, I mean, if, from my perspective, from biofuel, I mean, for us, is the easiest is to use biomethanol. And you got a question correctly, <laughs> how much it is in, a, in the global production. Yeah. 90 over percent, uh, I don't, well, 90 over percent of methanol is still probably, yeah, 90 over percent of methanol is still gray or black. Yeah. Um, there's production facility of biomethanol in, uh, in Canada, in the yeah. US, and in Europe. And yeah. I think China is also getting into the game also. Yes. Um, uh, Biomethanol, I think, they, let me give you a little bit, I mean, maybe I'm trying to sell biomethanol. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I know, I, I know it's going to gain in popularity, but, and, 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 you know, one of the things, we need to make a start somewhere, David, as you know, right. and so anyone, anyone that's doing something today is, right. is, 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 you know, it really lights my fires, and, and is because... Um, and I saw something even on, 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 on LinkedIn last night where somebody was talking about what we do today has a, has a much bigger impact because it reduces emissions today and those right. emissions run all the way through to 2050. You know, adding right. something at the end, it might be big at the end, but it's actually, yep. you know, starting today is the important thing. And, and also pathways. And I think that companies, breakthrough companies and breakthrough people like yourself and companies like yourself who are making those pathways and those breakthroughs, they're exciting because they're going to take us to tomorrow. So I'm not, I'm not trying to climb into you that your methanol's um, green because I didn't expect it to be. But, <laughs> but, but, what, um, but what it is is that 
is a possibility it can be, is a pathway for it to, to, to become green. And that's, that's the exciting thing. Well, you're absolutely right. And Mathno plays a perfect role in, in the way you are framing it. Because we can start using Mathno now, using the Mathno reformer and fuel cell. And you start using gray Mathno. And when you switch, you, know, you can switch gradually to green Mathno, I mean, of various grades. And it's still the same Mathno, the same machine. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not changing the hardware. The, the, the CapEx you put in is just put in. Stunk, but yes. your OPEX. I mean, I mean you, you can. I mean, it is a, a growing movement that yeah. uh, switching from uh, gray methanol to green methanol, and then there's actually conversations going on. I believe in in Europe also they they do going to do blend. Blend meaning that it's like gray methanol is going to um, mix with a green methanol. Yeah. So but standards are still being established, but yeah. From a user perspective, you don't feel a difference. You just the no, only difference is that the fuel, no. yeah, or, or whoever the sell you the, the fuel, and then the price may varies. And my gut feeling is that you know the the commodity market is going to take care of it. At least that's my gut feeling. Yeah, uh, because they want to sell the product. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, create markets and, and then people look to, to to feed those markets. And um, so, uh, so let's just let's talk about your uh, methanol to hydrogen generators for marine use. Now, mm -hmm. um, you went down that route because methanol is what it's stable at at, at normal temperature. It's um, yeah. it's a liquid. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's a liquid. It doesn't need compression. Is that correct? No, not at all. No, no, no compression. And um, you said it's in 100 ports anyway. Um, and so it's a, it's a stable fuel in that regard. Right. And I gather from your, um, your generators, you push it through water um, and even can be salt water is, 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 to get the hydrogen out of it. Or, or you push it might be the wrong word. You, you put it through um, a, a process. How do you just describe that me, process? Yeah, let me explain it a little bit. Um, uh, which actually, for us, the methanol we have to mix with water. Uh, yeah. It's about uh, one third, you know, roughly one th one third one third uh, by weight, roughly. Yes. So um, then we have a reactor, we a chemical reactor. Uh, we do a, you know the classical steam reforming reaction. Then we produce a, you know a, a mixture of gases uh, yeah. with high percentage of uh, hydrogen. Yes. Then we have a proprietary te technology we call a purifier. Uh, it's a alloy membrane technology. Basically, separate the pure hydrogen, and then we have you know all the CO CO two and a little bit of you know of water and stuff like that. Then that's basically the trick. I mean, we have a purifier technology uh, which is made out of alloy, as I mentioned. So in this product, uh, whatever that's come out. You know, we call it waste, we call it raffinate. Yeah. We, that's like heat uh, involved, we recycle that heat, and you know, the reactor basically, we call it a thermal neutral box. Yeah. So uh, once energy goes in, um, not much, I mean, the only thing that needs to go in is methanol plus water, and then hydrogen comes out. And yeah. in a way you can say that, you know, Roughly speaking, let's say roughly speaking, it's almost self-sustaining uh, once you started the process. 
Right. That's how it works. I mean, it's a high pressure process. It's not very high. We're uh, just between the. Um, it's about 20 bar uh, from the liquid side until you get hydrogen out. It's low pressure. When you get to a higher end, it's all low pressure. Right. Okay. And and, and then it's low pressure hydrogen. And then you use that to burn direct um, uh, to, to, to <laughs> you know, to, or you're pushing that, or you're pushing that through fuel cells. Fuel cell. That's why we, we've been we've yeah. been doing our business for past, past two decades with fuel cells. But yeah. you can also burn it. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have been working with many fuel cell companies. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my history <laughs> working yeah. with fuel cell companies. Like yeah. A good friend Ballard, they are in Australia also, in China, everywhere, and also a you know, good friend Cummins, Cummins Hydrogenics. I mean, they are a good friend of mine, and um, they are everywhere. So that's how we traditionally work uh, work with the fuel cell companies. The, yes. The, the, I think to be more specific, it's the low temperature PEM fuel cell companies. Right. So because they are the more, uh, they have been in the market for the longest time, they have been you know, uh, in my opinion, is they have been on in the curve of cost reduction. They have been mass producing, you know, yeah. you know doing all those kind of things. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, they, I think they're the most hopeful. I mean, I'm not disregarding the others, but that from our framework. Another perspective is a combustion engine. We can burn, also burn it uh, in combustion engine. And yeah. that's not a problem. So, because from our perspective, we just make the hydrogen. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and the the combustion engine. While I'd love to, I know Toyota have um, been, um, you know, um, they've actually even raced their their V eight um, uh, internal combustion engine running on hydrogen. But the storage the storage issue is going to be an, the issue. It may never yeah. see the light of the day, even though right. even though you would love that, that you know um, to happen. But you because you're making it as you go, you don't have that storage issue if you're making it from the methanol. So that's right. the advantage of um, so you you take the methanol as as your as your marine fuel. You, right. Using the water, you, you've you've got a generator, and um, and then you can use the. Um, uh, it would I'm assuming it would be more much more efficient running through a fuel cell, but you could right. use it for for generators. And right. and. Um, and so, therefore, if that, if that, because you don't have to um, transport and store hydrogen, which is difficult, then you know how does methanol stack up against, say, ammonia for transportation? I, I mean, the downsides of ammonia are um, well, we know it's explosive, <laughs> but but, but um, do you think do you think that methanol um, will Will or can replace um, the the thoughts about uh, green ammonia at the moment? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because that's a, that's the thing I'm trying to do this year because uh, to to do to talk about uh, methanol versus ammonia. Um, I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, there 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 are applications that you know um, ammonia is good for, but. Um, Methanol, I would say, at least in my opinion, is more versatile because, in terms of toxicity, I mean, you, I mean, you talk, when you have a field, you need to deal with the handling and then all the yeah. crews and all the staff. So, I'm not saying that methanol is not toxic. I know there are like countries like in India, they're still struggling with 
you know, how to deal with methanol. But I want to give you an example in China. I mean, when I started walking to the China market way in like 20, 2009, 2010, they're paranoid with methanol. But now, you know, they, they know that it's, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't drink it anymore, put it this way. <laughs> and, I mean, they did a good job, they did many I've got studies. A, I've, I've got a friend who's been, who's been there 35 times, I think, to do aluminium smelting, and, 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 and he would probably disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the problem with, um, I mean, the thing is, in many countries, the, 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 the safety concern of, Methanol has been um, uh, out of, um, diminished, or, or, or what we say, educated. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the public. Yeah. But, so I mean, but the, but the handling and all those kind of things, there's already established rules, yeah. and it's relatively safe. However, yeah. when you're dealing with ammonia, it's a totally different story. It's not only when you mentioned explosive. Actually, it's uh, it's considered a hazard. I mean. A toxic material. I mean, that's it's corrosive. And one, I think one thing important is when they have a spill, what, what will happen? For methanol, it's biodegradable. Yeah. But ammonia is you're going to have a disaster, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I think this is pretty much a fact. I mean, in yeah. the United States, there were several incidents. There, it was an ecological disaster. So in maritime business, you know, you really need to think about all these kind of things because when you have a spill, accidents happen. We need to think about all this. Yeah. So how do you deal with deal with it? Um, well, I mean, I, I, we, so you know, we get oil spills and petroleum spills at the moment, yeah. and and, right. and also, um, you know, uh, petrol, diesel, all the fossil fuels, they're, they're all dangerous. But we've right. we've been using them for 125 years, so we've got used to it. And um, so we've got, it still, you know, it still happens. But, uh, but you know, um, so that was, so how fast does methanol break down in the, in the environment? And I'm assuming the only harm in it is um, you'd get some CO2 release, uh, I, would, I would imagine, at some stage. Um, I don't, there are a lot of studies done. I mean, it's pretty quickly. Um, yeah. There are a lot of studies done to, for uh, there's a uh, various concentration of uh, methanol spill into, and how it impacts um, the, uh, the the uh, the environment, the ocean, the marine time, uh, yeah. living creatures. Yeah. Uh, it's probably relatively small. I won't say zero. It's relatively yeah. small in comparison with all the chemicals that we we consider, like petroleum, ammonia. I mean, ammonia is kind of in the middle ground. I mean, petroleum. Product is, is, is very hazardous. It's very harmful to bio, uh, bi uh, biological creatures. But yeah. methanol probably is one of the s safer uh, chemicals. And yeah. because it, it, you think about it, actually, uh, I won't say I won't be careful. I'm not gonna say methanol is equivalent to ethanol, but they are they are similar. They are we call in chemistry we call it alcohol, but and methanol can be is generated biologically. If you see if you go to the forest, I mean when the um, you know, um, trees fell down and decay, and they degenerate yeah. methanol uh, yeah. naturally. Yeah. So, I mean, nature knows how to deal with methanol. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is this is. I mean, they, they have been you know uh, well documented and well studied. 
Yeah, so let's let's talk about you know um, my favourite topic where, where the rubber meets the road. Uh, uh, your hydrogen generators. Um, yes. You've got them out in, in the world. People using them. You've got marine transport moving around in them. <laughs> Good question. So uh, uh, you see this picture. Yeah. <laughs> the boat here. Oh, can't see it, but you can go oh, yeah. to the, uh, my, my website. Yeah. Hydrogen <laughs> One probably is the first, the first methanol fuel, uh, methanol fuel, fuel cell, v, uh, fuel cell maritime vessel in the world. Yeah. So it's yeah. still the first one. We plan to uh, get into water early 2024, late 2023. That's the, the plan. So in the maritime space. Uh, it's still going to be the first one. We're going to. Yeah. We are also going to have the containerized solution. However, um, we have been in this business, as I mentioned. I've been. My, I've been in the business for almost two decades, and my colleagues have been three decades. Yeah. Um, we have been making a lot of inroads uh, in the telecom space. Yes. Um, so uh, way back then, I mean, we are kind of um, our predecessor is a company called Idatech. Uh, U.S.-based company, and we have been um, uh, uh, making uh, methanol-based uh, uh, product, fuel cell product, for backup power in telecom. Uh, in telecom, uh, a lot of them, uh, actually, since we are in Asia, <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. um, Asia Pacific, so to speak. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are in Indonesia. Yeah. A lot of them. I mean, there are some in the U.S., but a lot of them are in Indonesia, a lot of them are in Japan, yeah. a lot of them, I think there are some of them in Philippines, and yeah. a little bit of them in Malaysia. So and, and uh, These are remote sites, I'm assuming? Yes, they're most they're of them are remote sites, uh, and, and some of them are in China, definitely, and, they are, and then they are growing uh, yeah. business. So... Yeah. Uh, that's where we started, 5 to 10 kilowatt uh, backup and prime power system. Yeah. And a few years back, um, yeah, about five years ago, we started to apply the technology in heavy duty truck. And we had a, uh, we had a demonstration uh, vehicle in China, yeah. uh, collaborated with uh, the biggest uh, truck company, FAW, in China. Yeah. We ran that truck for... Um, I think over, I think 3,000 kilometers, close to, yeah, over 3,000 kilometers over a year. That was during the pandemic time, uh, but yeah. still working. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and that, and our current version in the maritime space is uh, uh, basically a scale up version of uh, all that technology. I mean, the principle is still the same. I mean, as yeah. I mentioned previously, principle yeah. is still the same, and it's just a scaling, uh, a scaling up exercise. Yeah. And then for maritime space, you have to go through the certification exercise just to make yeah. sure that it is as safe as it can be. Yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting. In, in Australia and, and in New Zealand, um, the, uh, New Zealand's got a particular problem where it's got a rural sector that, that produces most of the GDP of the country. Um, we produce far more food than, than we can consume, so uh, we export it. But a lot of rural sites 
and a lot of um, and and, uh, and you know I I look at I, I, and I've said in a, in a speech to the Asia Pacific Energy Leaders Summit that hydrogen had more to deliver the rural sector than almost any other sector because that, that they can't get cheap electricity out there at the moment and so uh, and also he, here in Australia of course they've got a lot of economic activity in the, in the mines which are a long way away from grid connections and things and so uh, you know having a, a, having in remote locations having you know uh, those sort of generators uh, to be able to to, to generate um, and uh, make hydrogen to push through fuel cells is really interesting and it, 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 it's really interesting and and there are certainly some um, uh, there's certainly some circular economies that could close too because yep. the waste sector you know I've I've just built a, um, a circular economy map for, for our conference for Simpac 2024. And you know that the waste doesn't end up at one stream at the end. It comes out at every stage, even the, even when you start in the mining and the raw, raw materials and, and the process. It comes out at every stage, and to get a, a true circular economy, that waste has to be in the end. It's got to be used or be organic or, or, or composted or something. And so those waste streams, you know, the, the biomethanol is, is 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 something that I, that you know, it's going to be it's going to be part of the solution. It has right. to be. Has right. to be, and if you can then use it in, in, in remote sites or in sites to even generate electricity on site to do more processing and more things, right. um, you know, it, it's terrific. It's terrific. So, right. um, so uh, you know, it, uh, we'd love to see you at um, Simpac in in twenty twenty four Asia Pacific, and and I'm sure a, a, a interesting tech to look at Australia, uh, Australia, but. Um, in the meantime, I, I might have to come. Um, where have you got your, um, your your first boat operating? Is that's in North America? I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it is. In, it'll be in um, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Uh, yeah, with New Orleans. So I'm pretty much I'm going there every now and then. Um, yeah, please, please do come. Uh, I'll let you know when it, uh, it's officially launched. Yeah, that, that'll that'll be great. That'll be that'll be great. That's great. Look, thank you, David. Thank you very much for this chat. Um, I think we covered uh, quite a bit. I know a lot more about methanol. Um, <laughs> I might become a methanol advocate now, um, rather than Thank just you. leaving, rather than just leaving it off the end of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and good luck with everything. And, and we might um, we'll definitely check back in with you when you, when you launch uh, launch this. Definitely. And, um, yeah, it's it, it's great to see. As I said, we've got to start today, and we've got to start building those pathways. And, you're Definitely. doing something exciting out there, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to meet you and, and very glad to interview. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate it.